girlfriend Shauna, and this is a follow-up episode to um, episode 166. So I encourage you to stop by and listen to that one first. It's 13 minutes, pretty quick. In that one, we talked about understanding that you can be a mom on purpose because you were made on purpose. It's not a checklist you have to make. It's something that's already inside of you. Everything you bring into motherhood, your strengths, your struggles, they all matter. They all help your family and you learn and grow together. And I think we can hyper-focus on giving our kids this idyllic childhood. I think we can get caught up in all of the Pinterest requirements on how childhood has to look, but the motherhood experience matters just as much. It matters, motherhood matters as much to us as childhood matters to our kids. So our experience matters. This is important. If you want to dig in a little bit um, into that, check out episode 53, Change Your Motherhood Experience by Changing How You Make Memories. I'll link that in the show notes. So as we talk about being a mom on purpose, having confidence in the mom you are made to be, I want to also match that with the topic of conscious parenting, because this is another layer that I brought into my own parenting over my parenting journey. And I'm aware I'm a newbie in terms of my parenting career, but this is what I've learned along the way. And this is what I want to share. So conscious parenting, Dr. Shafali literally wrote the book on it. And I'll link that book in the show notes. I've read it. I have lots of highlights in it. It's really, really great. Conscious parenting in general is a philosophy that says, Our kids are reflecting things to us that we need to be conscious of, that we need to be aware of, because we spend our day living and parenting on autopilot from that subconscious, automatic programming that's running the show. Because how often are you really mindful? How often are you thinking about every decision, every thought, every reaction, every emotion that you're having? How often are you consciously in that? Rarely, right? We operate On autopilot, we're designed to operate on autopilot. It is efficient. But sometimes our autopilot programming is not very useful. (laughs) Often this autopilot programming is fear-based and shame-based because this programming, this autopilot programming, if you imagine your brain like a computer, all of these automated programs are running to keep the system operating and our programming is what we've learned. It's what we've adopted over the years from our experiences. It's what we've heard. It's what we've learned. It's what we've internalized. What is dangerous? What is love? What will hurt? What will feel good? What's important? All of this information that we've gotten through our culture and our past experiences is actually our programming. That's what's running the show. So parenting on autopilot from old hurts and fears and our egos That's parenting on autopilot. Conscious parenting is parenting from a place that is mindful about all of these hurts and fears and particularly about our ego trying to protect us and how that impacts our kids and how that impacts our parenting of our kids. So um, there's a real great link that I'm going to link in the show notes as well that kind of covers the key elements of conscious parenting. Conscious parenting is something we can use to guide us through having kids be difficult because when our kids are difficult, we tend to like out difficult them to overpower them. Right. But if we just take a pause here and remember that difficult people are here to teach us something about ourselves, then maybe we could start to view our kids as tiny teachers. This is what I've tried to do. My kids are tiny teachers showing me who I am and what I can work through in myself rather than trying to fit them into boxes of who I think they need to be. And I'm going to say, I'm not perfect at this. I try to do it. 
And sometimes I do. And then sometimes the autopilot takes over and I have to realize what's happening and start to get really mindful about what's going on and practice these things over and over again. Conscious parenting can be a struggle when we put it into the framework of our authoritative parenting culture, our Western culture. Many of us might have been raised with parents who you just had to listen. You did what you were told. You were obedient. Um, Shame was an effective motivator. Fear was an effective motivator. And so to have conscious parenting come on the scene, it feels like a big threat to that. But conscious parenting doesn't mean you let your kids treat people poorly. It doesn't mean you don't hold them to standards. It means we aren't trying to make them the perfect child so our ego stops screaming. Because when we're trying to do that, our the power struggle is tied to our ego, right? Our ego needs the power struggle to be successful. And then what's the purpose of the power struggle, right? It's to make them fit the mold so we can feel better. So conscious parenting helps us step out of our own ego and fear, set firm and loving boundaries, and also see them for where they're at. The book, Conscious Parenting, it really goes into this in a lot more lovely and well-worded ways than I can. Um, Here's one quote that I want to share. Unless we address why we can't embrace our children precisely for who they are, we will forever seek to mold, control, and dominate them, or we will allow ourselves to be dominated by them. I mean, like, I think we can all see ways that we try to control our kids and then ways that we just submit control because we're just like done. (laughs) But anyways, if I go back to this belief that I am choosing, that I am the mom meant for my kids. If we're paired together as mom and child, then we both have something to learn from one another. And when I'm coaching women or reflecting on my own life as a parent, I can see how my kids' struggles are drawing something out of me that's growing me and teaching me. I see that connection. If you have a kid who struggles with something, it causes you, it should cause you to face your own struggles with that. It isn't just like, oh, I have this really loud kid who demands a lot of attention. It's more like, I struggle with the idea of being loud and demanding attention. And here I have a kid who apparently doesn't struggle with it. (laughs) It's kind of their preference. What can we teach each other? I know that at any given time in my parenting journey, there's at least one kid I'm struggling with. And when I wrestle with the struggle that I have with them, I'm also wrestling with the struggle I have within me. When our kids aren't easy to parent, that is when we're both able to learn something from one another. We can learn how to be comfortable with something we've conditioned ourselves to be uncomfortable with, how to be comfortable with big emotions when we've shoved them down all our lives and numbed them and ignored them, how to be comfortable with um, imperfections or poor grades or poor performance when we've believed that we need to be perfect to be lovable or How to allow our kids to dress a certain way that leaves them open to judgment when we're so worried about being judged ourselves. People we find difficult are people who are challenging our comfort. And, you know, likewise, as parents, we offer our kids another view on things they can't see because they're living with their own filter and interpretation of the world. And it is immature. It's not fully developed. They might not see that they can have big emotions and express them in healthy ways. They might not see that they can be imperfect and make mistakes, and still set new goals for themselves, and still be lovable the entire time. And we really need to do our work first. We can't just try and make our kids think what we think, because, oh, wouldn't that be so easy if our kids just thought what we wanted them to think? (laughs) If my kids thought, you know what, mom, I'm not gonna wipe the toothpaste tube clean on the hand towel, you know what, mom, I want to eat a vegetable. If my kids agreed that it was just kind 
to talk nice to their siblings. <laughs> my life would be so much easier and my bathroom wouldn't be covered in like blue minty goo. It would just be so much easier if all the people in our life agreed with us, believed the same thing. So <laughs> isn't it interesting that we live in a world where that's not happening? Hmm. That's interesting. What do we have to learn here? Parenting is this journey of understanding ourselves, the good, the hard, the weird, and then giving ourselves grace to be that so we can give our kids the grace to be themselves as well. My final point in all of this, being the mom you are, being confident in your parenting, parenting mindfully and intentionally, is that we can allow the struggle. We can. We aren't meant to be perfect parents. We will do some things we wish we hadn't. Our kids are going to have some grievances over what we've done wrong. That's the nature of human relationships, right? We cannot be everything another person wants us to be unless we lose ourselves completely in the process. Unless we adopt their checklist of who we need to be rather than being who we are meant to be. So letting one another down is part of all human relationships. It's how we handle that together that matters. Allowing the struggle. The struggle matters as much as the peace. There are going to be hard days. There are going to be hard things. Some of the years of parenting, weeks, days, moments are going to be hard. In 2020, I ran a group coaching program. Hello, Lopa ladies. I miss you guys. One of the first lessons I taught was on hard things. And one of the key takeaways I shared from that lesson, and I've shared it in emails over the years, is hard doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It often simply means you're doing it. We were never meant to do things perfect. We were meant to do things that are hard and wonderful and painful and joyous. I'll say it again. We aren't meant to get this perfect. So if we allow space for the hard rather than fighting the hard, because when we fight what's hard and try to fix it and make it different, we usually make it harder <laughs> for ourselves. So we can pause that urgency we're feeling to fix hard things, to avoid hard things, to make them easier. If we can just get flippin' mindful for a minute, <laughs> pause. We can see that our kids are on their own journey too. We're on a journey. Our kids are on a journey. Everything we offer our kids is a mirror to them as well for them to learn who they are. I mean, as kids, and you can think about your own childhood, we learn to adapt based on what our parents offer us. And this shapes them good and bad. So I want to encourage you to focus less on being perfect and more on being intentional. I want you to feel empowered by the thought that you are the mom meant for your kids and they're meant for you. You guys have something to learn together and it won't be easy. You might worry they're drifting away. You might be frustrated with them. They might be frustrated with you. You might just feel like you suck at parenting. And I say this from experience and I have to come back to two things. One is the story isn't over yet. This, this parenting relationship, this child relationship, this story isn't over yet. And the other thing is, it was never about being perfect. It was about being the mom that I am, letting my kids on their own journey as well. When you feel empowered in motherhood, you allow yourself to operate from your own strengths, from enjoyment of what you enjoy in motherhood, while also acknowledging that sometimes you get it wrong, sometimes you have struggles. So as we turn to places to find more confidence in our parenting. I encourage you to find it from not your ego, not the checklist, 
but from your essence, from who you are. I, if this is the most unappealing sentence, forgive me, <laughs> but it's, it could be true, right? If you parent from your essence and not your ego, you will find confidence in there. The relationship is what matters. Your relationship to yourself, your relationship to your kids. And this is where the work is in the relationships, not in the rules, not in the checklists, but in the people, <laughs> in the loving of the people, including yourself. Another great book on this is Never Say No. I'll link that book in the show notes as well. I hope that this has been empowering to you. I hope that as a mom, you can just take what works for you and everything I say. It might not all work for you, but if there's something in here that is going to give you a little bit more empowerment, a little bit more peace, a little bit more purpose in the motherhood, I hope that you will write that down right now. Write that one thing down and take that into your week ahead. All right, friends, two things I just want to mention before we wrap up. The first one is join me on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca. And the other one is sign up for the Simple Saturdays email. That's a newsletter that comes out every two weeks. I shared in the recent email that I won't be podcasting regularly throughout the summer, but I will stay in touch through Instagram and email. So I hope to still be emailing you some posts from the archives because I mean, guys, we have over 150 episodes. There's some good ones in the archives. Let's go back to them. <laughs> Don't reinvent the wheel. And I also like to send some tips and some updates throughout the summer. So make sure to go to simpleonpurpose.ca, scroll right down to the bottom of the page and sign up for the Simple Saturdays email. All right, friends, have a great week. 